and welcome to Winning It Podcast episode 31. The top five places on my hit list. So today I'm going to talk about um, five places that I feel like I really want to visit in the next coming year or so, or two years. And there's a reason for each, and I'm going to talk to you about why I want to go there and what I want to see, and also what I want to achieve. I'm actually going to change my approach to travel next time. Um, it's going to be more focused on skills and achievements, actually, as well as seeing the sights. Previously, it's been a lot of winging it, just see what's about in the city. But this time, I want to plan ahead, um, maybe get a skill, um, stay somewhere for a bit, bit of a longer time than maybe a week, maybe go and stay somewhere for a month, but also see if I can check out the local area um, to the full extent. So with no further ado, let's crack on. Um, these, these are in no particular order, so I'm just going to rattle through uh, the five. Um, my first one is Colombia, very high on the list, for a number of reasons. Um, I've got an aim next year to start learning Spanish properly. Um, I started having lessons here um, with a teacher, she was from Argentina, and I got a good start and understanding of it, but then COVID hit and had to stop. But I've now got all the materials to begin some self-learning. But I'm fully aware and I fully believe that to be a fluent uh, speaker in another language, you have to live in the country that speaks it for a period of time. So that country for me um, is Colombia. Um, for a number of reasons, Colombia is one of the best speaking Spanish countries. They speak a bit slower and a bit more clearly and a bit more proper, not as much slang. And also Colombian Spanish is used for the films. So um, I figure that if I can stay there and learn a bit, um, I should do okay. You can actually tell um, if you learn a language, like especially Spanish or Latin American Spanish, that even different countries speak faster. So like Argentinians are really fast. Chile, Chilean's don't really understand what they're saying, a bit, a bit slangy. So um, yeah, Colombia is going to be a name of mine purely to learn Spanish. And I want to live there for possibly like a month or five weeks. Not live, but stay. And one of those cities I want to stay in is up for grabs because we might go there to visit and then decide at the time. But on the hit list is Medellin. Now, Medellin is obviously known for previously Escobar. But I think it's a colour, colourful city with lots and lots of things to see and do. Um, possibly we might stay in the L. Poblado area, which is trendy for restaurants, art, coffee, uh, cafes, all that sort of stuff. So I've been doing a bit of research on that, but Airbnbs, and um, that looks a cool place to stay. Um, I guess you can do an Escobar tour if you're interested in that. But Medellin has also been recommended by Rachel Fox, who was on uh, the Winget podcast in the early days, I think episode four, I believe. So she went highly recommend that city as a place to go and stay um, so it's, I've added that to my top of my list of cities definitely but it's in Colombia so it's also going to be top of my list also in Colombia um, I really want to learn um, more about coffee so I love my coffee I don't you know I hate Starbucks shit coffee um, I want proper local roasted coffee so I plan to possibly go to E Cafetero which is the largest plantation in Colombia and just go and do some tasting tours, some roasting tours, 
and to see how it all works. And I want to like maybe take that skill uh, with me after there to maybe even set up a little coffee business in the future, a little pipe dream. So yeah, I want to taste local coffee and also learn how it all works, the process, how they grow it, how they roast it, how they sell it. So that's quite high on my list as well. As you can see, there's a couple of skills there that I'm, or things I want to achieve, not just going to see a place. So they're two of the biggest ones for me. Also in Columbia, you have the Tayrona National Park. I think it's known for its beaches, its coves, its lagoons. Looks pretty awesome there. So going to try and get to there if, if possible as well. Um, as well as you have a classic city. So Bogota, you're obviously going to land in Bogota when you land into Colombia probably. So um, I think it divides opinion in Bogota. I don't think it's an, an amazing city in terms of, I don't know, uniqueness maybe, like Cartagena and Medellin have got their own character, but Bogotá is just a big capital city, but I'm willing to check it out and see for myself. Um, but Cartagena, that's definitely on the list as well. Um, it's like a historic town. I think it's like got 13th century architecture and lots of local areas that the people still live in. So really excited to see those couple of cities as well as Medellin. Um, but also Colombia is a place to dance. I think it's quite a young population. It was a country in turmoil in the 90s, but now it's kind of recovered from that. There's been a few protests recently um, from, about the government and the taxes and stuff, but I think it will calm down and hopefully be for the better. But Colombia has always been on my list, and um, I just can't wait to go there. So I think I've covered like why and what I want to achieve there and some places I want to see. Um, probably the last thing I'd say about Colombia is it's known for its hikes, so... You can do the Lost City hike. It's like 44 kilometers over four days. Um, I've been thinking about hiking a lot recently, actually. I just don't do enough walking. Um, but I've done a lot of hiking in the past, and I'm just not that good at preparing for it. I do wing it. Um, but I think I might get a little bit back into it um, and start adding that those sort of tours onto our trip. So Columbia would be a great place to go and do it. You could even go to the edge of the country, to the Amazon. Um, but I think I might save that for Ecuador, which I'll come to in a bit. So yeah, I'm kind of, I'm going on about some trekking in Colombia. It's also worth noting at Colombia that it's a place to arrive from Central America for, by boat. So if you're coming down north to south, you get to Panama, and then there's the Darmian Gap, right? So where... It's just a lawless area where no one really goes. And I don't think you can trek through it anyway. So you can either fly or get a boat. So I think getting a boat, um, I've heard, is a pretty interesting way of doing it. I think it's a couple of days um, from Panama all the way down to Colombia. So that's probably going to be um, happening if I think in my head of how we're going to do our Central and South America trip eventually. So, yeah, plenty on the list. Um, can't wait to go. Pretty excited talking about it. And it kind of leads me into the next country, which is just a bit further south, which is Ecuador. Now, for obvious reasons, Ecuador is going to be high on the list for the Galapagos Islands. Purely a few things, right? You've got your beaches, you've got your hikes, you've got your wildlife. Um, it's so far away, um, out in the um, Pacific, I guess, that it's just a place you've got to maybe spend a bit of money and go and see. Now, because it's obviously in Ecuador internal flights um, will be cheaper than maybe trying to fly there 
from somewhere else. I don't, I don't even know if it's possible you can do that. Um, so Galapagos is definitely on the on the horizon. I think I'm going to save a bit of chunk of money for that because that is just too good to miss. Naturally, you'll fly into Quito, um, which is a UNESCO heritage site. Um, it's one of the least altered historical centres in South America. Um, I think even Latin America for that, for that matter. So it's quite old. It survived lots of earthquakes and stuff. So um, Quito is also possibly on a list to stay um, for a period of time to learn Spanish or to stick in somewhere for a period of time. So um, I have no idea obviously what it's like, um, but I'm going to give it a chance. So that city is on my list of places to stay for a month or two. Uh, alongside Medellin, Cartagena, also Cusco and Peru. Um, and even possibly maybe Santiago, but we haven't really decided what our plan is with that. But it kind of depends on how we feel when we go to these places. Um, there's plenty of blogs about people doing Airbnbs for a month. And I think if you want to stay in Airbnb for a month in one of those cities, it's going to be like $600 for an apartment, which is not too bad. Between two, definitely at least. So... I think because we're on the road a lot, um, we're going to need to stay somewhere for a little bit of time just to break it up and kind of settle down into an area, get to know maybe some locals and go to the same calves and try and live a lifestyle a little bit. Um, with Ecuador, um, you've also got Cuenco, the, one of the cities which is quite colonial. It's called the Athens of Ecuador. Um, a lot of art, culture, trendy coffee, um, and also just a kind of nice place to be, I believe. Um, Ecuador is also on the list, potentially, as a trip to the Amazon rainforest. You can go far east and get on a boat ride and do like some lodge stays and some tours for a couple of days. So I've been to South America and I kind of missed the Amazon somehow. It's huge. Um, never really crossed my mind, but next time is definitely crossing my mind. It's just a case of where we do it. Um, so I think... Ecuador could be a, a potential option in there. Um, Brazil might be easier, but um, Ecuador is on the list. And also, the further south you go, you've got all the ruins for the, for the Incas. Um, so you can hike and do the Inca ruins, a bit like Machu Picchu, if you like. I think it's almost on the same trail. They almost cross the borders. Um, I know I've done the Inca trail, but um, I'd probably like to see more, maybe more kind of hidden places and less touristy. Um, but we'll see. Ecuador is also known for its volcanoes and its craters. So I think they're like alongside like Honduras and Guatemala and stuff. And Nicaragua going to be places they're going to see some volcanoes and craters. So willing to do some hikes on that um, and change it up. Um, Ecuador to finish on. Yeah, I, I kind of partner with Colombia. It's just two Spanish speaking South American countries that I didn't go to, but I would love to go to. And they're just on the list. I just can't wait to go there and check them out. Okay, number three, Bhutan. Now, if you want some facts and figures and some in-depth conversation about this, um, you can check out episode three with Adam Bamford, where we talk about Bhutan and some facts and figures in terms of like that one of the happiest countries in the world. Television wasn't introduced until the 90s and stuff like that. Bhutan is very high list for a couple of reasons. They're just starting to open there tourist um, sector of their industry and um, there's a few caveats to this though so Bhutan you can go there I think only five airports fly in 
um, India, Nepal, uh, Thailand's one of them. And you have to book, you have to pre-book a tour. So you get your flight in and out, that's one cost. And then you have to book a government approved tour. And this tour is roughly around 250 US dollars a day. So you know how much it's going to cost and that covers everything. Food, combination, trips, transport, sightseeing fees, all this stuff. So I think anything extra would be probably a few, maybe like alcoholic drinks or if they sell them, um, or maybe some souvenirs. But so this $250 a day will cover everything you need. So you can obviously weigh up how long you want to go for. I've been reading recently that a lot of people go to four to five nights. So that's going to be a thousand to twelve fifty US dollars. Chuck on your flights on there. I mean, even already that's approaching approaching two thousand dollars. So um, it's not a cheap trip, and it's probably a trip that we would do once we're a bit more settled, and it's like a holiday, not really part of travels. Um, but a few things I want to see in Bhutan. Obviously, the Tiger Nest Monastery, um, which is called the Takstang Monastery. It's that classic monastery on the side of the mountain, greenery built on the side of a mountain, drops left, right, and center. Um, that's definitely one of the top things going to see. Obviously, you drop into the capital city called Thimphu, and there's the Buddha Dordenma. It's a huge, huge Buddha site in the in the sort of like grounds of the city, and it overlooks the whole city. So that's definitely on the list. Um, but it's weird saying I want to see this, but I assume that your government-approved tour includes all these highlights based on the length of time you go. That's what I believe does happen. Um, also, you've got the, the Tashenko Zong. So this is like uh, the administrative building of the government. But it's a pretty impressive building. Um, like the architecture is amazing. And also you have monks just walking around there as well. You want to see some monks. Um, yeah, Bhutan, young country, up and coming. I, I guess it will relax its rules. Um, it's got some great laws, I think. 60% of it has to be covered by rainforest, I think as a rule. Um, very young population, young royal family as well. So, yeah, it's one to look out for. Um, again, I've talked about this quite a lot in depth in episode three. But yeah, that's definitely on my list. Number four, um, Namibia. So Africa as a whole is on the list. Um, huge place, can't do it all. So I've had to like whittle down places that I want to see and I think we're going to concentrate on the southern part of Africa so that's going to be like Tanzania, Botswana, Zambia, Zimbabwe and maybe Kenya, hopefully Madagascar, South Africa and obviously Namibia so Namibia I mean I could have chosen any of those but Namibia has always been on my list because you can do some great road trips there in Land Rovers um, a lot of 4x4 stuff there needed so because of sand dunes and that, you're going to need a, a decent car and probably learn how to let down your tyres. So what a lot of people do is they get the, the 4x4 Land Rover from the airport uh, or from the capital, Windhoek, and then head straight to Itosha National Park. Now, Itosha National Park, you can stay in lodges. There's accommodation there. There's so much accommodation, but it's got all the, the wildlife you can imagine. So it's got zebras, leopards, rhinos, elephants, hyenas. Um, probably more and more and what people do is they just yeah get their own car and do it themselves i'd imagine you could probably do your own safari tour 
um, and book that through a company or an agency. I guess that is a potential option. But for me, I think the freedom of driving ourselves be quite adventurous and quite cool. Um, talking to Windhock, the capital, yeah, you arrive in, it's just a capital city, check out the local bars and restaurants and cafes and kind of get used to the Namibia lifestyle, if you like. And also the Namibia desert has got the classic huge uh, sand dunes, um, which is known for, so you can do some sandboarding and stuff like that. Um, but Namibia, Namibia for me is, is a road trip. It's namely going, I want to check out the country. Down the coast, you've got the coastal part as well. I imagine there's some cool coastal areas of that country that you can check out. And it's a country that's huge, but not in terms of population. It's quite a small population. So, um, yeah, again, I'm not an expert on Namibia. It's something I'm going to learn on, on the go, but it's always on my list. Now, number five, controversially, and don't shoot me down for this, is USA. Now I can hear your reactions. Oh, USA, why are you in there? Because it has an absolute plethora of things to see and do. Already, we are planning our road trip. And when you look at the US, there's just too much to see and do. Where the hell do you start? Well, we don't really know. So, depending on what part of the country we're going to be coming in from, from Canada, west or east, I'd imagine it'd be east. So if we're at the east coast, um, off the top of my head, I'm like, well, we're going straight down to Maine and go to New England, that whole area around there, Vermont, Massachusetts, all this sort of stuff, right? And along with that east coast, you've got the great cities of New York, Boston, um, and you kind of make your way down to um, Washington, D.C. and all that sort of stuff. So... I was thinking, well, East Coast is so much stuff to see and do. But an absolute must has to be New York City, of course. Unbelievable city, so much to do. I don't know if we'll get there before we leave Canada. We're not really sure. But in New England, with Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, there's that, like, those awesome roads that go through, like, the woods, and it's, like, green fields. It's called New England for a reason. And it kind of be, like, just that almost old school homey feeling and they've got those like quaint little villages um, a little bit colonial but I can imagine driving down that coast towards Boston it'd be pretty awesome um, you've got a White Mountain National Forest as well which is probably worth checking out also the Green Mountain National Forest um, as you make your way down through from Boston to Rhode Island to Connecticut to New York I just think that little area would be pretty cool to go and see and do and I imagine it's not on the hit list of a lot of places that people go to um, but if you want a road trip down the east, um, why not? And then as soon as you're in New York, I mean, where the hell do you go? If we kept going down, go through like to Philadelphia. And then obviously Baltimore and Washington, which are really close to each other. So um, it's just, I'm like, where the hell do we go? There's too much to do. But my idea is if we can get down to like Virginia and the Virginia Beach and down that east coast through the Carolinas, and eventually get down to, I guess, uh, Florida for a bit of sun. Um, it's going to be pretty awesome, right? Get down to Florida, check out the Keys, um, the space station, all that stuff. Um, Miami, um, cheeky trip to Bahamas. I can't rule it out. Uh, and then back round up. And then if you go west, you're into the sort of the deep south, aren't you? And that's like very appealing as well. 
I want to check out the music scenes down there. I want to go to Nashville as well, which is a bit further up. So like, oh, we've got to make a detour up there, then back down um, through, through Mississippi, like Memphis, Mississippi, Louisiana, like go to New Orleans, check out the music scene, check out the food, um, all the historic stuff around there. And then as soon as you're into the southern part, you're into Texas. Um, Texas for me, it just it's tree, it intrigues me. It's a place that's changing. Controversially, there's a few laws coming out which are grim. But as modern day takes over, I think there's going to be a modern generation making that a bit more of a liberal state. It's pretty liberal anyway. It's hardly any rules to do anything. Like You can just do what you want. But as a place to visit, you've got all the great cities like Austin, San Antonio, Houston, Dallas. And I just want to check out that vibe in Texas. Um, I love music, so the blues, Texas blues, is something that I'm going to really concentrate that trip to be on. And then as you make your way west, you're going to hit California eventually for Arizona. And the thing about the west is all the national parks. Um, especially like if you head up towards Utah, you've got all the Yellowstone um, National Park. And uh, it's just like, I just hope we have enough time to do all this stuff. Maybe it's too, a bit ambitious. Zion National Park. You've got Death Valley as well. And then you've got the West Coast Road from San Diego all the way up to, I guess, Seattle, Portland, Seattle, and back into Vancouver. But the US for me is, I mean, it's a place that's got everything. You can go to Hawaii or Florida, Keys, for your little beach vacation trip. Hawaii, even better for um, treks and scenery. Um, get a cheap flight from maybe like LA or San Fran. Um, you can even fly from Vancouver if you want to, but so you've got your beach options. National parks are there's so many that were like oh, Yosemite, Zion, all these places that I just want to drive to, stay, do a bit of walking, a bit of exploring. So there's all the national parks in the US which cover pretty much the whole country, and then you've got the coastal roads on the west, which is part of the Pan Pacific Highway. So from Seattle all the way down to San Diego. I mean, all those coastal towns, the dream through California, Malibu and all that, Santa Barbara, um, all the way down there. So that's a real appeal. Then you've got all like, if you really want to, the middle part, which is like the prairies. And you go onto the cattle ranches and go and live like a proper old school farmer. You can do like horse riding and stuff like that. How cool is that? And then east, you've got the old sort of, where America kind of started, you've got all the New York, Washington area, unbelievable cities, so much to do, so much to see. And then you've got sort of the South, um, if you love your sort of like culture, hot, you know, place of culture where everything comes together, like New Orleans. Um, and that's the place like that where it's food, it's music, it's multiculturalism, it's everyone living together. It's just a pretty awesome place, right? And then, yeah, as I said, in the northeast, you've got that like, New England area where it's like rolling hills and green hills and it's best in the autumn and stuff like that. Um, it's just a plethora of stuff to see and do in the US, and I'm not ashamed to say that's it's near the top of my list. Um, unlike the last four places I've mentioned, USA is on our radar. And not to mention the sport. I mean, basketball, NFL, baseball, if you like that. The sporting options is incredible, and I love my basketball, so it's just a place I want to see. Go to sport, sports stadiums and go and check out these like cultural things as well. 
So, USA, how many states can I do? It's a great question. I've been to about eight, I think, already. But on our road trip, we're going to have to accept we can't do it all. But I think we could probably whack out 20 states, maybe 25. But where I see our road trip happening is down through the northeast, New England, down New York, all the way through Washington, down the Carolinas, into Florida, then back up to Tennessee, and back down again through the coastal towns and cities like New Orleans, through to Houston, through Texas, keep going through to uh, New Mexico and Arizona, up the west coast, and sort of dipping inland to the national parks that we want to go and see. So I think um, that's our rough trip. Utah, it's got that classic road, right, with the unbelievable scenery, all that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my top five places at the minute. Don't get me wrong, there's loads more, but I think they cover a lot of stuff that I want to see, achieve and do. And I'd love to hear what you think um, is on your top five hit list of places that you really want to go. As you noticed, I've not got anywhere in Europe there. I don't hate Europe. It's just not on my radar. I'll probably be in Europe long term later, sort of in life at the minute. Um, while we can, we'll be at this side of the world trying to check out as much as possible. So I hope that gives you an idea into what I'm thinking in terms of my next trips and where I see myself going. And um, when I promote this podcast this week, I'm going to sort of get some stories up and see what people are thinking and where they want to go and what's on their hit list. Um, I love hearing the wacky places that you guys want to go to. So, um, yeah, I look forward to hearing what you say. Um, thanks for checking in. It's a solo podcast this week. Uh, we have a... I've got some irons in the fire for some guests um, potential um, another podcast couple coming on um, <laughs> one of them does a uh, sort of like a flight disaster podcast well, I'm very intrigued um, so I'm just negotiating a minute about where to sort of like get that in and there's a couple of people here in Vancouver I'm going to try and get on but also I'm coming back to Norwich and UK in October and I've got a few in-person podcasts lined up so there's going to be a lot of guests and a lot of episodes coming until the end of the year. And I can't believe it's number 31. So thanks for your support. Keep rating the podcast. Um, yeah, and I've got a sort of quote to end on this week. I put this on my Instagram. And it's from Hendrix. And um, I kind of feel like I've been a bit lazy on my quotes this week. And last few weeks and last few months. But Hendrix was performing uh, a song. I think... It's at Berkeley. I think it's one of the Berkeley shows. I'm not sure. I think it's Voodoo Child, actually, this song. Voodoo Child that he was doing live. And he, says, he just mumbled on before he starts it and says, it's a thing that keeps us alive. It's nothing but determination and so forth and so on, you know. Knowing you're going to get it together. And the reason for that quote is because eventually, if you just keep plugging away, do the routines, do the habits do the right things for whatever you're trying to achieve, I think you will get there. It's like this podcast. Like I get an unbelievable reaction um, from my guests I have on. But I also like doing the solo ones because I like doing them and talking about some stuff that I want to get off my chest. So it's kind of works both ways for me. And I, I totally accept that a guest podcast might be more popular than the solo one, but that's fine. But my mate Bambi, who was on episode three, mentioned they completely was number 30 he said you've just been relentlessly getting them out every Monday and I'm like yeah it's just a routine now it's a habit 
and I love doing it. So that Hendrix quote kind of resonates with that. And I hope you guys can see that if you want to achieve something, whether it's travel or not, and it's maybe a different career or a different skill or a different job or different something completely different, you got to start somewhere, plan, do it. Loads of people talk about stuff and don't do it. And then consistently do it. And then you'll get better over time. So, yeah, here's number 31. I'll keep plugging out these podcast episodes. Can't wait to get some more guests on. Um, yeah, I'll catch you on the other side. Only two, two and a half weeks until I'm back in the UK. Can't wait. There's a break that I need. Go and see some people, catch up with some people, and get some actual real-life, in-person podcast episodes. Brilliant. Can't wait. Anyways, catch you later. Be safe. Um, get the ball rolling with your travels. Starting to come back. And I'll catch you soon. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to my Wing Neck podcast today. You can check out my website, jameshammond.org, for all the links to all the platforms for your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Google, and Spotify. There's a contact form on the homepage for you to get in contact for anything you want me to discuss to do with travelling. Don't forget to check out my Instagram page, James Hammond Travel, where I post daily about my last 10 years of travelling, travelling, and more travelling. Finally, please rate the podcast. I really appreciate it if you can rate it, leave some comments, and I'd love to read them. Stay safe, happy listening, happy reading, and be inspired.